Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Chivas del Norte podcast. My name is Varro. I will be your host as usual. And with me tonight, I got two of the usuals, Flo and Luis. What's up, guys? Well, what's going on? Rigo might join, I guess, at some point. We don't know yet. We don't know what, what's up with Rigo. He's lost. We gotta change the name of the podcast to Super Leader Chivas del Norte. <laughs> That's how we gotta rock it all week. Let's... Los, uh, what is it? Invincibles. That's what we're going to name it. I'm going to take that uh, Twitter handle. <laughs> I mean, cra- crazy game this past Sunday. So uh, we'll just get right into it. Chivas Taluca. Chivas won 1-0. They have now won three of their three league games. Nine points. They haven't given up a goal. And they have four goals in favor. I'm going to start off with the lineup for Chivas, no surprises. It was the same lineup as last week against Cruz Azul. We had Gudinho at goalie. Our back line was Ponce, Mier, Pereira, and Van Rankin. Our midfield consisted of Carlos Cisneros, Beltran, Molina, Brizuela, and up top, Pulido and Vega. Um, the lineup we expected, right? Yeah. Yeah, like I was telling you guys earlier. Like it's it's kind of nice to have a a set lineup and not have to guess what's going to happen week in week out, like we've had to, like the past couple of tournaments. I feel like. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree. And I sure. feel like you made that a uh, the one move. Like I still don't like it. The Carlos Cisneros. I feel like I feel like he kind of realized it this game because he kind of subbed him out kind of early. He realized that he was kind of useless going forward, and subbed him on for for Ronaldo. Yeah, this week he he subbed them off at the sixty first minute, so he didn't wait too long after uh, the half to take him out. Yeah, I think there was one really bad moment for him where he was in front of goal and he just completely missed uh, his shot. I don't know if you guys remember that. Oh yeah, that was a nice a nice give and go, and he was kind of like around the penalty spot, right? Yeah, he and was he like just, yeah. and he just like. Com- Completely missed it. Uh, I, I don't know. I just feel like that right there. With he was like, "Yep, got that." Bro, you know what? You know what surprised me though about his sub is that it was after we took. We had just taken the lead, and he subbed them out for for a striker, not for like a more defensive player. So that that did surprise me when he did that. Yeah, you kind of were kind of like getting programmed so, to expect Marino or uh, Basulto at that point. Yeah, because look, we score in the 57th, and he subs them out like four minutes later in the 61st. Yeah, all right. So the first half, um, there was like a couple of a couple of highlights. There was that uh, missed penalty call on Fernando Beltran at the 10th minute that no one seems to be complaining want to about. Talk about? No one wants to talk about it. Does it no doesn't fit their agenda. Bar. Bro, it was clear <laughs> as day. He, yo, he put his shoulder on my man's back and completely took him out. Took him out of the play. Yeah. And even when they're showing the replays on Trash Ash, Univision, they're like, you know, oh, for me, that's not a penalty. That's not a penalty. I'm like, that was in the back. You know, what more do you want? <laughs> Bro, they're so stupid. It's not even, like, nowhere close to shoulder to shoulder. Like, Beltran is completely not even facing the same direction as the dude. Yeah, I, I watched yeah. it on ESPN Deportes, and they, they didn't really make a big deal out of it either. I don't think anybody did. Until after doesn't the game, fit their agenda. Yeah, it doesn't fit their agenda. You know, they can't. They can't give us the benefit of a doubt. Um, other first half highlights that I have jotted down. In the second minute, there was a Toluca corner, and it it looked like the the corner kick taker went for an Olympic goal. It went off the crossbar. He almost caught Gudinho. That was worrying. Sixteenth um, minute, a block. A Gudinho block with a kind of like a one-on-one. The guy hit it with uh, the outside of his foot. He kind of tapped it, and Gudinho dove for a one-handed deflection. Those would worry me other years, but not not this not 2019 Gudinho. <laughs> I am worried anymore. Yeah, Gudinho. Gudinho had a good game. He had a uh, four saves this game, three clearances. Um, he was really solid in the back for us this week. I think what I, what I got, what I jotted down from the first half was that it was actually a pretty like uh, even. It was even, 
but I, I favored Chivas because they looked the more um, uh, like the, the more they look more stable, more more set on defense out of the two teams. I feel like the first ten or fifteen minutes was more in the favor um, of Toluca, and then Chivas started to get the feel of the game. For the first few minutes, it was Chivas would get the ball and they would just launch a long ball over the top to the other team's goalkeeper and kind of reset their defense. It's, a, it's almost as if they didn't want the ball. Like They were like, nope, we're just going to play for the counter. And then as the game went on, I feel like we got more into the game and we're like, okay, let's let's get possession and let's, let's, let's do our thing. Yeah, I, I think we're um, we're so we're so focused on playing defense and and they're really good defensively. That it does hurt our offense. I mean, you can see the team kind of struggles to create plays. Uh, we're not creating them at the same rate as other seasons. Uh, but hey, we're winning, so so we can't complain right now. I think that's a product of the formation. Is that is what? that Stone Cold's music? Oh, you gotta say hi. <laughs> You gotta say, you gotta say what up. You gotta say something. You can't just can't jump just in walk like that. Into oh, the my back God. Door. <laughs> my God, is that a stone cold? <laughs> I feel violated right now. Like someone just broke into my house. I was like, you know what? Now's a good time to interject. <laughs> and then the la- the last first half highlight I have jotted down was um, the Cone Brizuela shot. That Talavera mm-hmm. got like the oh, fingertips man, on nice and put it right over the crossbar. Really nice that was the clearest. That was the clearest opportunity in the first half, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Besides the corner that hit the crossbar for Toluca. Yeah. That, at that point, it's when I re- like we're the we're, we were the, I realized we were the better team. Uh, we we were we created the more uh, the more obvious scoring chances, and we were just so much better defensively. I, I felt really confident heading into the second half. Yeah, and then to start off the second half, we'll just jump right into the Pulido goal at the 57th minute. Um, I guess Beltran gets the assist. It wasn't he, Pulido kind of just created the whole the whole goal by himself. But nah, I guess, it's a well deserved. Nah, that's a, it's a well. It was it was a yeah, very that nice, was a nice pass. pass. Yeah, he, had to, nice. he had to sneak it in. And, like, was that the one that he lobbed? Defender. He lobbed over yeah, a player. Yeah, it was like a little. No, oh. it was like a little. It was like a, like like a little chip, English, right? Like a little like chip. Then he put English yeah, on curve. it to get it to him. Yeah, it was like yeah. a slight curve with the outside of his. Foot. Nah, you you hating right now? <laughs> <laughs> give that man, give that man his assist, bro. <laughs> All right, so Beltran gets the assist, assist, bro, and then Pulido rips the shot on the on the right on the inside of the post. Bounces. What the assist does. What the assist does is it allows for you to get time to turn around. Now you hate him. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, my bad, my bad, guys. Um, wait, wait till you hear my uh, my opinion on the bar goal. But okay. Um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Pulido rips it. It bounces right before he gets to Dalavera, and it goes past him. I mean, Flo said it what two weeks ago. People forget how good Pulido can be. Mm-hmm. And that was just a small glimpse of what Pulido can do. I mean, I, th- I think Pulido, Pulido's been, been excellent the whole season. Mm-hmm. Uh, even this last season. In his role, in his position, the only the only thing is, I feel like this season, he's not like coming back as deep. And I think that goes back to what you guys were saying, where it, was, it seems like we're not as offensive. And it's because we're playing basically with like a, a in the middle, like two two defensive mids and there's that there's a little bit of a gap in between them and and uh, Pulido and I yeah. think when Almeida was there the midfield was staggered so you had the defensive mid and then a little bit ahead was like Corbelin and then whoever was playing in that cam role and I think that's why there's a little bit of space in the midfield but I think Pulido's been he's been excellent in, in the in the in his role yeah, and also like I criticize his nettles like attacking, but defensively he's been good, and he he helps out on defense. So, so that's another reason. Like you play a four four two, and you have two CDMs that drop back, plus the two wings that drop back all the way to help. I mean, that's why the team struck. Like that's why Vega and Polito sometimes look a little bit. Uh, they look like they get no help sometimes. Yeah, I I I, I complain about his nettles as well, and I think it's I think that's the main reason for him playing is the fact that defensively, he helps a lot. He's able to track back. And, I mean, although Ponce has been playing well, I feel like that definitely helps out a lot. So, these medals can come back while you might not get that with Sandoval. 
I think Cincinnati is. I don't. Mm. Under, yeah, no. Underrated? No. 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 The starter is adequate. But I mean, we get. We're like slowly seeing what his purpose is out there. Yeah, yeah. I think I think he's he's adequate and he's been working the game plan. Okay. Yeah. That's and, uh, better. Does Sandoval ever ever play defense? No, I don't, I, don't, I don't think so. No. Okay. Why are you ready to make him a left back too? <laughs> yeah, man. Come on. <laughs> well, there was that one well, was it last season. Was the last defense. season? Yeah, with very sticking wingers. You can put Brizuela on defense and Gael up top and Gael in the wing. Didn't, yeah, so didn't Fierro at one point also end up playing like right back or left back? I think that was Rigo that wanted that. But I I feel like he actually did. I don't. He know. played left. Am oh, I am I remembering? He played left back. Rigo wants to make every wing a fucking <laughs> fullback. Cisneros played left back with my. With no, Cisneros did, and he played. No, right. Cisneros. Talk about, uh, talk I'm talking about Fierro. Fierro. Carlos Fierro. Uh, he did in a couple in a couple games. Right? I, I guarantee like right back. If you search Rigo's tweet, there's a tweet that says Fierro should play left back or right back. <laughs> he oh, should he play right back. He said I that I'm multiple you, I times. Know, I, I know. I feel like I've seen it. <laughs> he, I mean, because w- there's no point of him playing offense, but he's fast. And, yeah. And, he, and he, he hustles. He might as well just play left back, right right or left back. Where is where is he now? Is he just lost somewhere? Uh, what did happen? Where did he go after after us? Morelia? No. Okay. Get that I don't know. After Chivas, didn't, I didn't think he, play, he went to he Querétaro. He played for Plus Azul last year, did he? No, oh, he went. Azul, I think. After Chivas, I think he went to Azul. Yeah. Wait, where was he Where was he before Chivas? Querétaro? Querétaro, yeah. Oh, yeah, he did go to Cruz Azul, but then they got rid of him. Yeah. Didn't he go to, like, Necaxa? I mean, we could, we could easily, like, Google this. <laughs> nah, it's, not, it's not worth it. Wait, it's, it's not worth it. Carlos Fierro, it's not worth it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you wasting you waste you wasting data on that? I'm not gonna <laughs> waste my bandwidth. All right, back to the the Chivas and the Luca game. Uh, we'll just go right to the 75th minute. The Triverio header that Gudino gets a hand on, and originally it's called the goal, but the referee Bavar steps in. They call back the goal. They reverse the call. Then the referee has to check the screen himself. And he also reverses the call. And it's just what the media has been concentrating on for the last two, three days. Was it was it a goal or was it not a goal? Yeah, not a goal. Clearly, clearly not a goal. Yeah. And I even tweeted it out, like, right after it happened. I was like, not a goal. And then they went to VAR and everything. And they confirmed it. It didn't look like it ever crossed the line completely. Yeah. I mean, and people like, even if like the nose, like by centimeters, is touching over the line, that makes it not a goal. Yeah. And there's never a clear picture that shows it like crossing completely. I mean, we ran, I ran the Twitter poll right as soon as it happened. And 80%, the only, 80%, the, the only 80% said angle, no. <laughs> there's one angle where I think it's like a Tevestek angle from the front. Yeah, but that's from the front. That's why it looks like the ball is like a cross. Yeah, because when 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 uh, Bolinha goes to move move the ball out, he puts his hand on top and kind of rolls it back. But you can't you, you can't really tell if he moves it enough behind the line. Yeah, that's, that's that, where I thought it went in. When Coutinho... and by that point, the ball was already starting to roll back out at that point as well. When Gudinho goes to palm the ball and kind of like lean it against the post, it if it, it kind of looked like when he goes to palm it against the post, it rolls onto the inside of the post. Bro, I want to know why 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 EPL has goal line technology, but we don't. Because teams got to invest in it. Yeah, teams got to put in the money for it. And they'd rather just bring back all of our Mexican European stars instead. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Luis, you had like a, I don't know, you guys grew up in New York, so you, you guys did you guys ever play handball? No. Yeah, I played handball. So, all right, so in handball, you know when you cut you cut the ball? You know yeah. You, oh, I know you, what you mean. Yeah, you yeah. spin it, and it kind of gets a curve on it. Yeah. I think, Luis, you pointed out on Twitter that Gudinho, when he goes for that, he kind of 
puts a spin on the ball so when it lands it'll cut out it'll cut off the line and come back out I mean I don't think I don't think he meant to do that I yeah I was yeah. joking but, <laughs> but, the, but I, I was joking come on we're trying to give Gudinho credit I'm trying to <laughs> I mean no he's, he, I mean, he blocks the ball so and, by, and when yeah. he blocks it it gives, a, gives that, that effect on, on the ball yeah the, the, the point is he actually he went for the block and the swipe the swipe does like create that spin on it Mm-hmm. Maybe if he doesn't, maybe if he doesn't swipe on it, and he just like compl- just sticks his hand out instead of swiping at it, maybe it doesn't get that spin. So I don't think he did it on purpose, knowing what he was no, doing. No. But he's just, just reacting. It was, it was just it. a reaction, yeah. Yeah, but it definitely helped. Oh yeah, definitely because it cuts it cuts out instead of cutting in. Bro, and then this, bro, that, it started spinning like right as it was about to cross. <laughs> it like came back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in, in real time, I, in real time, I didn't think it was a goal because I was watching my living room, and I I got up and started like talking to the TV. I was like, nope. I was like, bar, go to bar because that was spinning on the line. It didn't it didn't go in. We should have like in a real bar, life, bar. In real life, I in, in in real time, I thought it was a goal. Oh yeah. You want to do that? And it wasn't until they're showing the replay, and Jorge Ramos is like, wait, that might not be a goal. Yeah, in real time, yeah. I didn't think wait. it was. I was shocked that the Luca player didn't just run up and kick it in. He just kind of looked yeah, at him and was like, yup. Yeah, why is nobody yeah, mad at Triverio? I was shocked that he didn't just run up and just tap it in. Because it was obviously sure. questionable. He went right to practice. He went to That's practice. what he gets. To what? That's what he gets. I mean, practice. To uh, <laughs> he celebrate. To celebrate. To yeah. He <laughs> I was like, that. <laughs> Let's talk about practice now. <laughs> practice. Yeah, so Triberio, you know, no one else to blame but himself. He should have, he should have made sure that play was finished. For Although sure. the, the ref did blow the whistle and call for the goal, so but I you don't. could tell he hesitated because he looked at it, and he hesitated, he kind of froze and was like, "Oh, is it over?" And then he was like, "Yep," and he went and celebrated. He should have definitely just went in there and kicked it, but I'm glad he did. <laughs> yeah, I mean that was, that was um more Gudinho heroics I mean like I said he had four four saves this game and they were all uh, really good saves just credit to Gudinho on that getting a hand on that ball but after that after that goal after the goal the disallowed goal it kind of felt like the Luka just kind of fell apart right Mm -hmm. well let it get to him I mean you can see why not fell apart but like morally yeah but look like that play only happens because of a mistake by Jair Pereira leaving a, what's his name, wide open in the middle. Yeah, Triverio. Because um, he, he's guarding him. He's on him. And then, for some reason, he just leaves him wide open. Well, Triverio kind of dropped back. And yeah, Pereira and didn't track him. Back. Yeah, he, he didn't track him. He doesn't even look. He's more worried about the the cross coming in. And he loses the player completely. But, like, that's it. Like, it takes little mistakes like that for, for, for them there to was, even have a chance. There was a few plays... That the defense, they got caught in this game. I felt like a couple through balls where I don't know if they got caught sleeping or I don't know what it was, but Deluca had some opportunities when, and it came, a lot, a few of them came off like through balls and the defense got caught. And, and I think that's a point to, to worry about is like on counter attacks or on like plays where we lose the ball and, and the, the, the defense is caught. We don't have that speed back there. I'll just say, what you know, me in defense, it makes a man, it makes a big difference. Oh, it makes a huge difference, like a huge difference. Our defense, where it is, where it is today, as it were, opposed where it was last season, when we were putting in Marina and Basulto and even Salcido, whoever. Like it's 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 night and day, man. And he's a and he's probably him and Jair being healthy, and he helps him out so much. Makes is the big is the big reason why. Molina helps too. His uh, his Molina helps too because he's such a defensive player. Yeah, yeah, he, he he and he likes to drop back almost like between the two center backs. He does, yeah. I mean Molina, I was looking at at the stats for like players, and he he had the most blocked shots as opposed to you expect that from our center backs. Molina had three blocked shots, and then Pereira uh, Mier each had one. Mier had one block like, shot. Yeah, I've looked at his stats like the past like the past couple games. And uh, it's always like he has interceptions. He has mm-hmm. he has a couple blocks, a couple interceptions each game. He's just so good defensively. I mean, he sucks offensively, but 
doesn't matter. Yeah, but Rigo, you're you're right. The defense did get caught on a couple of through balls and led to what could be considered like one on one against Gudinho. But yo, Gudinho's yeah. size is just like I, who's the black? It? Who's the who's the black striker? I think it was Da Silva. Um, da Silva, yeah, he had one. He had a one on one, and um, yeah, Gudinho. I don't know how to say it in in English when um. Cuando un portero a chica, how do you say that in English? Uh, closed down on him. I guess crowd the, crowd the striker. He, he guess, closed he closed down on him. He closed, yeah, he closed down. He like closes yeah. in on him, and I mean like, Gudinho's what what is he like six four or something like that? Yeah, he's fucking tall. So when a six foot four goalie is coming at you, like you don't have much, some... like anywhere to put it. And it, it showed on like three plays this this game. Godinho just like runs up and kind of just covers every angle, just because he's so tall. Yeah, and he kept himself big. You know, he didn't like shrink himself. You know, he, he made himself. He stood tall, like on like he he stood tall and he, you know, put his arms out to make himself as big as possible. Yeah, he waits till the last minute. Like he doesn't give his position away, which is which is really good. All right, so. We've talked about the game. Who do you guys have this week as man of the match? I, I'm gonna give it to uh, I'm gonna give it to to mm-hmm. Iran Mir on defense. Oh, word. Okay. Yeah, just cause, just because the the defense is such an important job. Um, it's like it's like it's how we're playing right now. It's the, it's our style. It's a more defensive style. So I'm gonna give it to him. I'd give it I'll to. Give it uh, to uh, yeah. Uh, I was gonna say I'd give it to Godinho. You know, Varo opened my eyes. He he's over here putting handball spins on <laughs> on soccer balls and stuff. You know, that's next level stuff. So, I mean, he had a good game though. In, in all seriousness, four saves, three clearances. Uh, he's just overall just playing just playing a lot better this season than uh, than last. He just seems like he's way more comfortable in his role. Yeah, I give it I give it to Godinho too. I mean. I think for me the two clear candidates were Pulido and Gudinho, but I think um, Gudinho, Gudinho had more of a more more of an effect just because he kept us he kept a clean sheet, and um, yeah, I mean off the off the field stuff with Gudinho too, like his, to have the psyche yeah, to come out in the game and perform the way he performed that that that's big. And um, we we didn't talk about it, but um, I guess condolences go out to Gudinho and friends and family because um, of what happened this week. Oh, he, uh, yeah. His girl, uh, his girl had a miscarriage and they lost their kid. And like that, that uh, when Pulido scores the goal, the whole team goes to celebrate with. They go, they all like go pray with him real quick. And I think that was just like that that team unity that we had under Matias Almeida. Like we seem to be getting it back. Like the team is is a whole is a whole unit. Like they're they're all together. We got rid of the sour apples. Salcido. And Adi. Name a whole bunch. <laughs> um, Rigo, who's your man of the match? I mean, I'm gonna go with Pulido um, just because he scored, and if everybody already said somebody else, but I was really impressed this game with Petran. I was gonna say him right now as an honorable mention. His work rate is was really great, like all game and 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 in his passing. Like he's he's really he's really growing in that role, like a lot. So yeah, Vialpando's not getting his job back. Yeah, it's it's kind of hard to see us benching Beltran or seeing Cardoso bench Beltran. I mean. You talked to his. He had a eighty-three percent pass rate. I think last week he had eighty percent. Eighty-eight. Eighty-eight. Okay. So it's still over eighty. He had the assist. He had that play where he should have drawn the. They should have called the PK, but they didn't. And then we forgot to mention that last week. But um, Tata Martino was at the at the game at the Chivas and Cruz Azul game. Right. It was that. Was it that game or was the game before that? Yeah, that was no, that was the it game. Was. It was the Cruz Azul game, right? Yeah, and there's rumors that he caught his eye. Ooh. That Beltran caught, caught his eye that game. I mean, um, I don't know if you guys 
I mean, this is really on the I mean, docket, but probably future Chavi to be honest. He he was there. He was at Chivas practice today. And oh, my uh, Tata. Yeah, and Cardoso oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, told he, him he, that. Oh yeah, he's meeting Cardoso, with the coaches. Yeah, Cardoso told him that there was seven players that should definitely get called up to the national team. Should we go through uh, it? Gudinho, Ponce, and Van Rankin. Nah. Uh, Molina. Hold on. Wait, he listed them? Molina's kind of old, though. Yeah, he, he listed, listed them. them? He, the only one he didn't listen was... The only one he didn't list was... Uh, okay, it was Godinho, Ponce, Van Ranking, Beltran, Pulido, Cone. And there was another one. And I think the other one he didn't list, but it was I think it was Mir. Vega? No, Mir. I would assume he would, he would say Vega. I mean, Vega's only 21. Yeah, Crazy. isn't Beltran... How old is he? He's is, like 20, uh, right? Is young like 21? Yeah, he's yeah. young, 20. Yeah, I think he's 20. That's crazy. Yeah, but Ventran's proving himself on the field right now. He's showing it. And it's not, and it's, and we're not, he's not playing like uh, crappy teams. I mean, you're talking about the Luka and Kurosawa's back to back week. I think, I think, I, I mean, he hasn't scored yet, but I think uh, Alexis Vega's been playing very well. I've been, I'm a bit surprised with that substitution of him taking him out. Uh, he, th- like, he took him out late though. He no? took him out late this game. Yeah, yeah it was late. Eighty seventh minute. He moved him. To, he moved him to right wing. When yeah. he took out season, when he took out Cisnero, and, and he then he put Juan, uh... Juan on the left side. Yeah, and that was actually a good move. Yeah, because Vega does have that type of uh, versatility. He, he does. He does drift. Wing. He drifts, and, and he's speedy. He's, he's fast. Yeah. But that, I don't that's... know about Ponce. But yeah, Ponce is <laughs> Ponce is fucking whack. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Where the Ponce having the the season that people are talking about? But... He's been a, he's been he's been like he's been decent, okay. but not like national team though. Nah, I mean, he had that, one play. That's why we uh, have Cisneros in the in the game just so he could help Ponce. Yeah, I feel like that's why he plays because Ponce is not that solid. And then once you throw in Cisneros, it's like all right, he'll he'll be okay. I will say this: He's not national team worthy, but he's been better than than what I expected. Like yeah, I, I, originally I originally wanted Mayorga. I originally wanted Mayorga, but he's been he's been good. He's been he's all a, right. He's an upgrade over Adis. Yeah, for that, sure. I don't think we none of us disagree there. I mean, I still want these nettles there, but that's not happening. It's not. <laughs> all right, let's talk about. You guys have your tin foil hats on. Con- it's cons- uh, conspiracy time. The one about uh, Trump going back in time. <laughs> Yo, that that one was weird. I, I, don't I, know why. I didn't want to look into that, but that, that was kind of weird. <laughs> but um, all right. So TV net, according to a couple of reporters, they're saying TV networks need Chivas to make the playoffs because a lot of money was invested into the TV rights, and they need to make their money back. And that's why they're winning. And that's why they're winning. And that's why they got uh, that VAR call. Here. Uh, is that why we didn't get the penalty? Is that why we didn't get the penalty call for us? I, I don't know. Like that that doesn't that fit works? the agenda, Luis. We can't talk yeah, about that. How would that one work? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it's stupid. Like people, they get they get mad when we don't win, and then they get mad when we do win. Like it's a lose lose. Chivas can never win. Like. They just need a talking point all the time about Chivas. Yeah, it, it's, what, yeah. it's clickbait. Like, it's what carries their it's what carries their sta- these stations and these media outlets. Like, like today, today there was an argument about which players should be called as a national team from Chivas. Was that like, was that because of the the list that he he gave to Tata? No, just because of the visit that the, the list oh. hadn't even come out yet. Okay. I thought that was just visiting, and like there was, there was a whole like back and forth argument on ESPN about that. And I'm just like, this is like this TV, like ESPN literally like does everything based on off Chivas. Yeah, I mean they 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 need to drive ratings up. They need bro, cause they need no content. one's clicking to cause no one cares about teams like Tigres and Monterrey. No one's fucking tuning into to watch to hear that shit. It's America, Chivas, and that's it. That's it. No Pumas, no Cruz Azul. Nobody cares about those teams, bro. Cruz Azul gets like an okay amount of coverage, I think. 
They're all like alright, but no but one you're really right. The ca- the cash cows are, no, are like Chivas in America. Chivas, even in, in and, Chivas out out to me out yeah, in America. Wow. For sure. I mean America won the fucking championship and all they could talk about was Chivas bombing out of the club real quick. <laughs> that is true. So it's a big we all this we all agree that they're bugging by saying we're getting yeah. we're getting the wins because they invested money into the TV rights. Yeah, that's are Chivas and America the two uh, teams that that haven't that that won all their games. Yeah. Well, America yeah. has one game pending because right. remember that, they got another two and zero. Yeah, they're two and zero. Yeah, two and zero. Lobos and Chivas is the only nine and zero team, right? Three and zero. Nine and zero. Yeah. I mean nine nine. <laughs> I mean, Lobos lost their game against uh, who they lose to Morelia, I think. They were the ones up there, and then Taluka yeah. was there too, but we beat them. They're, they're, they were the fraudulent ones. <laughs> All right, let's move on to other off the field, I guess, Chivas news. Um, trophies went. You remember we talked about his injury. Uh, he got surgery on his meniscus, and according to the team doctor, the surgery was a success. And uh, his timeout depends on how he reacts to treatment and therapy. I've heard those people that normally would like, get this surgery, it takes six to eight weeks. Yeah, to recover, Wait. and then an what athlete kind of take like it? four to six minute, like a knee surgery. Yeah. Oh, that's probably what I need. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, the guy, the guy in America, Menez, he just got the same surgery too, and his timetable is six weeks. So what you, Rigo, you said six to eight. So I think that, Wait, that lines six, up. It's six weeks. Six to eight weeks for regular. I people. thought I saw. I thought I, I saw his say six months. No, no. For Menez, six weeks. Uh, I mean, unless Menez has a. ACL. Yeah, ACL is usually the one that takes a year. Unless you're Adrian Peterson. Then you come back like in two months. Uh, that guy's a freak, man. My man got hurt week two, came back for the playoffs. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, so Chelsea's will probably be out minimum six weeks. I don't know how you work him back into the team. What do you got? Do you guys Copa. think he'll get back in? Yeah, Copa next games. It'll lead like right in. It, it'll be right in time for him to lead us to a championship run. In the playoffs. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Okay. I think it'd be it a, a nice you, sub. It allows you to move Cornet back to, to the right side. No, left side. Yeah, because right now he has to play on the right because Cisneros is. Useless on the right. Yeah, and even if like uh, even if he's not starting, or we need versatility off the bench, so we need him there. Because yes. we've seen, we've seen, we've seen, we have the defensive substitutions, but we don't really know how. Like, we really haven't been down yet to know like what the offensive substitutions are going to be. It's, it's a nice, I mean, pro- it's a nice problem to have. <laughs> yeah, I think we kind of saw it this weekend with Ronaldo coming in. Even though we're up, yeah, we had just gotten up. That was that was a un- unexpected sub. Yeah, so let's move on to, I guess it's Chivas related news, but um, Salcedo returns to Mexico to play for Tigres, and the transfer rumor is the transfer amount is rumored to be ten million, and um, apparently Chivas Chivas did make a move for him, but they only wanted him on loan. And Thigris just straight up bought him. Yeah, he, that came out. That came from him too, right? Yeah, he. That was the interview. That he did he, an interview. I saw yeah. today. I guess we don't need him. I mean, we're the team that hasn't given up goals. <laughs> um, I think part of his reasoning for going to Thigris over Chivas was the whole family thing. What family? Thing? Like, there, he has, he has a lot of like legal issues with his parents and his sister. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. And what are they going to do with Guadalajara, though? Because they're in Guadalajara. His sister used to be on that show, Líderes de Rebaño. Oh, really? Um, yeah. So they're, they're, they're like, 
apparently, I mean, I think that's part of the reason he came back was legal issues in Mexico with them. Um, so to well, like sort it out. Yeah, or to be in Mexico to be able to sort it out. <clears throat> and I think that's why I think I mean I don't know, but I, I mean obviously Tigres paid with what the team wanted, but that was also part of the reason why he didn't go just straight back to Guadalajara. Yeah, because if you all right, because if the reasoning is family, then why not come to Chivas for for a loan, right? Unless the team wanted a, a full out, a team to full out wow. buy him. Yeah, because yeah. that alone would have made perfect sense. You you come here, you can settle your whatever problems you have, and then you go back. Yeah, yeah. If that was the case, that would make perfect sense. And I heard that he had no problem with returning to Chivas, but. That they only wanted the loan and that they wanted to sell him, so then they moved on to Tigres. That's what I keep seeing as well. I mean, Chivas, Chivas was trying to do the right thing. Like, you know, they'll take him on a loan, but they don't want to stunt his growth. Yeah. And then Tigres right? came in and, you Another know, fuck, fucks, being, fucks everything up. About. Yeah, it doesn't fit their agenda. I didn't see any, any out, outrage. Until we no. started pointing out the fact that there was no outrage, and then they're like, Shit, "Yeah, we have to be outraged." <laughs> then my tweet blew up, and it was like going ham. You guys sad? <laughs> you guys sad about Salcedo coming back and not to Chivas? I don't really care, to be honest. I don't care that he's not coming back. I mean, I'm just I'm I more care about that aspect of the national team. Yeah, because I feel like yeah. he was the he's the best defender that we have right now. Yeah. Um, but like that would have been so, the case even if he came to Chivas, right? It wouldn't. Well, yeah, it's good. It's it doesn't good. matter what team he's at. Yeah, yeah. like I don't yeah. care that he's at Chivas. I think like when when they were talking about a player coming back from from Germany, I th- I was hoping it was Marco Fabian because I'm like he's given all he's got. He's not gonna fucking he develop is, he is anymore. Yeah. yeah. Whereas center backs defenders kind of develop later on in their career. Sometimes they get better as they get older. I mean, Massa got better as he got older. Yeah, I think the yeah. move the move doesn't hurt as much just because we kind of sorted out our our defense with the addition yeah. of Mier. If we still had Marin and and Basulto back then, yeah, we would have been crying. Then I'd sure. be like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> I'm kind of still crying. We could have used Salcedo as a bench player. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Who's he gonna start over? We got the two best center backs in Mexico right now. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know if he benches uh, Pereira for Salcedo or Mia right now, bro. Mia, that's, uh, he probably wouldn't bench Pereira. I don't know if he bench Pereira, but I think I feel maybe, like Pereira maybe, is the, the captain, and he knows how to rally to the three man back line. You think Cardoso would do that? Yeah, he did it last season. Did he? Uh, yeah, he did do it last season. When 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 Yair got hurt, I think. Oh right, right, he did. Yeah, oh, he threw more center backs out there. Put him out there for Ponte, like the national team. <laughs> Which a three-man backline with this team would, if we asked us how that would work. Yeah, that would work actually. Yeah, because you have that Molina blanket in front of the backline. Yep. Damn. Now I kind of want yeah. Salcedo. <laughs> now you're sad. <laughs> Fucking. Rima. We'll get him next year. <laughs> Ten million. That's 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 less than or Berlin, right? Bro, you know what's crazy like uh, about these buying so. him is that they had a a center back that was loaned out at Lobos who was getting good minutes last year, and they recalled him from loan last like like during the season they recalled him, and he I don't think he's played like a, in the league since since he came back since he joined Tigres where he was a consistent starter at Lobos, a tw- like a twenty two year old Mexican center back, and they just stunted his growth completely. That's what Tigres does. They're just stunning. They're stunning the growth. The Mexican player growth, they're stunting it. And nobody wants to talk about it. They don't care about they don't care about the national team. They who's only that? care about trying to win titles. Who's that I, mean, right back? I mean they shouldn't care about the national team though. They shouldn't. They shouldn't. It's no. true, kinda. Like if like like if PSV offered Chivas uh Chupilo something, you're gonna be like, Oh well the national team you're like, fuck that. <laughs> Give us well, the best player available. Well, don't doesn't the all the clubs have a lot of say? Like, aren't they part of the federation and all that? Yeah, they're the presidents of the clubs, or the president, are the in the they're the ones who who pick basically the coach and 
the guys that run the, the national team. So they should care about the national team. Then. Yeah, but they don't. Because that's where they make their money is from their team. They care about their pockets, not the, not yeah. the national team. They don't even care about their own team. They care about their, like you say, they care about the pockets more than anything. And Thetis, like a team like Thetis, like Chivas, Chivas can be trash and they'll still be profitable. But a team like Thetis, if they're not good, no one's going to care about them. So they have to invest in the team. Chivas. Thetis got money. Chivas, we'll still, we'll still buy the jerseys. No matter what. <laughs> Even if we're too fat for them. <laughs> Alright, let's move on. Let's move past Salcedo. We we don't need him anymore. Uh off off the more off the field news, uh Polito made the Liga Max team of the week at Striker. And going into week three, Chivas is going into week four, Chivas is ranked the top defense of the league. Seeing how we haven't conceded one goal yet. Um, Alright, so you guys wanted to look at Chibas' schedule for the next three weeks. And uh, so we have, we're going to be at Santos, Veracruz at home, and then we go play Necaxa. That's 3-0. Three very, very winnable games. Three very, yeah, man- manageable games. I mean, the hardest game there is Santos. Because we're playing at Santos, but they they're off to a rocky start. Yeah, they're, they're kind one, of one and one. Yeah, they lost. They lost the Lobos two nil. They beat Monarcas one nil, and then they tied Puebla one one. I'm not worried at all. I'm not worried at all. I mean, if you look at like we were looking at the head to heads, so the past four, I only went back two seasons because. The team has changed so much. I feel like all teams changed so much within the last two seasons that there's no point in going further back. And we yeah. have two draws and two losses against them. So we, we don't have a favorable record against them. But but we're also not the same team. Yeah, but we're not the same team. So I, I, the I only think thing, it's the a only man, thing is manageable that, game. Is that playing, playing at Santos is always difficult. Yeah, the only thing that doesn't work, that, that why why it wouldn't be so worried, is because our style is is a more defensive style. Like you can carry, t- you can kind of take that with you, and and sit back and play. And that's kind of how you want to play when you're on the road. You'd rather sit back and let the other team make the mistake and counter them, which is what we've been doing. Yeah, we have a we're good sitting. we have a good we're, counter. Now. We're sitting back, not just to counter, but we're just sitting back really well on defense. Like who? No one can penetrate the defense, man. The look, I came close, and Godinho was there to, to save him. <laughs> who do we have? We have Veracruz and who else? And then yeah, that's a win. at Necaxa. Necaxa. That's a, it's guaranteed, two guaranteed wins right there out of the three games. Well, Necaxa's undefeated actually. They ain't nine and zero though. Oh yeah, they got. Did they only play two they games? Got Monarca. Yeah. Oh, did they play? Oh, they play. Where they said they had America week one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, another team had had the week off because America was yeah, so yeah. they're the team. Okay. Yeah, they got two wins also. But that'll be, we'll 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 know more about them in the next. By the time we get to them, we'll know who yeah. they are. We'll know who they are. I mean, as a I team. just looked at the schedule and and she was has an opportunity. They are who we thought they were. <laughs> to go to go undefeated until March. You look like at the in March they play their. I look at the whole schedule and the first big game they have is is Monterrey in March. And then we, we have a Manica round right now, too, right? What? We have the America. Classical. America, we play America in March as well. Yeah. And then Pumas, I feel like, is always an annoying team in March also. Bro, I mean, it's honestly a very favorable schedule the way it's set up. Cause like, Bro, sitting at nine points, we only need like four more wins to qualify. Yeah. That is true. Four wins and then like two draws and you're in. I think I think the number the number is like twenty six points or something like that. It's the five like the number to get in. Man, four wins and then a couple of draws. Yeah, we're on we're on the right we're on the right path. No, I mean I think we started off way better than I thought. I thought we were gonna. I was like I thought we maybe squeak away with like ten points in the first five games. We're already at nine. Well, yeah. I mean, the Club World Cup didn't really give us anything to be excited about. Yeah. Nah, yeah. but... But, I mean, the addition of, of 
I mean, I think the, the two big, the two biggest things have been the addition of Mier and the addition of Molina. Yeah, for now. Th- those have been like tremendous. And we had no Ponce, defense. And Ponce in the starting lineup, just like those those those, those little changes of Ponce for for Adi. Yeah, he was he was definitely an upgrade that we needed, and we had been calling for it for a while. And Beltran. Oh yeah, Beltran too. We didn't see that coming. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we nobody saw that coming. He's taking advantage of his opportunity. All right, let's move on to. We'll do Twitter questions, and then we'll do we'll do our new our newest segment last. Uh, at Dudix Danny on Twitter said thoughts on Salcedo to Tigres, and then also on how Beltran is doing. What do you guys expect from his growth? How far can he go? Well, we we covered well, the we, Salcedo. We, yeah, we can skip the first. Beltran, then, I mean, Beltran. I don't know what you guys see in Beltran, but I'm thinking like a mixture of Xavi and Iniesta. Control, <laughs> controlling the midfield, and then you saw you saw him push all the way up. I don't know what you guys. No, think. I mean, I think I think he's really good. He's, he just gotta. I mean, he's gotta keep playing. Yeah, we, we have to. How do you say? It? Like, keep his feet on the ground. I think that's, nah, the, I don't that's the important thing. Nah. You can't gas him up. But gas him up, like, in what way? You can say he's, he's playing good. He's, he's, he's a good player. I mean, you're not going to come out. Obviously, I'm joking. He's not going to be. Yeah, we're not yeah, going to say yeah. he's the next Chavi. I mean, what? It, like, but look, at, look at what happened with. To bring him down. What happened with Chofis? Like, we were calling. They were calling. The media was freaking proclaiming him to be the next Messi, but. I mean, it has I mean, they lie, and it gets they to some of them. these. It gets <laughs> it gets in these players' heads, and they believe it. They don't work as hard. You know, you gotta you gotta manage. I think the players' growth. I think that's the important thing. Yeah, but give him give him the props. Don't oh no, like, the, the kid not, is a beast. You can't be like, yeah, you're not gonna be like, I can't give him his props just because he's 20 years old. Oh no, no, the kid the kid is a beast, and the potential is there for him to be a great right. player. And yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm excited. I, I mean, he he has a he has the defensive qualities. Uh, he has the qualities on the ball. Uh, he has the pace, so he has potential, man. He has a lot of he has he has lim- I want to say limitless potential, but he can go anywhere he wants if he keeps working. Yeah, I think the the biggest takeaway from me about him is his passing is a lot better than I thought it was. Because when he got yeah, opportunities he's, he's like last well. season and stuff, he I thought he was he was good. But I never really noticed. Maybe now he's a, a good passer, but I never really noticed how, what his passing capabilities were. And we've seen it like this week he had that over eighty percent, and last week he had over eighty percent passing rate. So I think that's something to keep an eye on. And yeah, I think I think Beltran can be really good if if um, handled correctly. Yeah, bro, his, his eighty-eight percent last week was so impressive for a twenty-year-old against Cruz Azul. Who was uh, in the in the final, and they have their own youngsters, and for him to to like step up and and shine like that, it's it's impressive. Yeah, we're we're excited about. Beltran. Yeah, and like I said, it was he hasn't been doing it against whack teams. Yeah, I hope, I hope he doesn't. I like teams have a tendency of playing up to their opponent and then playing down to the competition. Yeah, I hope that's not his case. I mean, we'll see now against Santos, especially younger players as well. So gotta watch out for that as well yeah that's true they they seem they feel like more motivated against like bigger teams bigger name teams than the smaller clubs yeah he seems like a player though who's like really like uh like he looks forward to like stepping up stepping up to the opportunity like he knows this is his chance yeah he's focused <laughs> and, i think yeah and he's yeah and he's, and he's taking advantage of it yeah i think especially now that he's starting to maybe hear like oh national team I think he's gonna keep him motivated. Yeah, especially twenty years old, man. Shit. I hope he. I hope he uses that as motivation. All right, we'll move on to the next question from at Sir ba- Baena Adrian. He said thoughts on the Faitelson and uh, Juan Luis. Juan Luis, you get a Twitter exchange. Can we? Yeah, you, you guys gotta fill me in because I saw the question. Uh, I missed what <coughs> happened. Rigo, you do you know? Do you I want saw to break them going it down? back and forth. <clears throat> I saw them going back and forth, but to be honest, I don't. I didn't really like keep up with it. 
Okay. Was, it the, was, was it the one this week? Was, did that happen this, like in the past couple days? It was like today or yesterday. So bas- basically, Faitelson um, said that I think he did the whole um, Chivas is winning and because the networks need the ratings and stuff. And mm-hmm. then Igera quote tweeted him back and said that it's sad to see see him call this journalism or something like that, and that. Either way, he still liked them, and then Faitelson's like, "Ah, oh, well, I don't like you, and am I lying or something <laughs> like that?" And it was just, it was like a like like Twitter beef. Oh, like, yeah. you guys are like, you're the freaking GM of a team, and then this guy's an ESPN anchor. Like, you shouldn't be doing this. It's childish. I I didn't see that tweet that that uh, Faitelson tweeted out. I did see a tweet that he said that uh, the credit goes fully to. Cardoso and the players and nobody he said and nobody else. It's just the players and Cardoso. Oh yeah, yeah. That's what started it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, okay, so that's I mean, that's where it started. I think it's, it's true though. Fuck but but you can't you can't act like Higuera didn't change, help fix this team again. Like he doesn't get credit for that. Yeah, I mean and he's I the one that I brought think in that's these his problem, though. I think that's his problem is the, the problem is that, that he, he he can't he wants it, credit. Right, right. He can't he take it that he's so not getting bad. credit for it. Yeah, and I think that was a bit, I think that was like the root of the issue with Matias was that although he brought in players, Matias was the one getting all the basically all the flowers. Like everyone loved Matias and nobody really liked like showed him the respect that he thought he deserved. So him firing Matias was basically like a power move on his end. To be like, you know, this is what I'm doing. This, and and I think, but I think that at the end of the day, that's that's part of the issue with him is the fact that he wants to be in the spotlight. He wants to have the attention. Like, look at him responding to tweets now. That the team is winning, but when the team was doing shit last season, he wasn't saying shit. <laughs> that's true. Like, where's the where's the accountability on his end? I don't know. I hate him. <laughs> I don't mind him just because he has got us a bunch of players. I mean, yeah, it's true. I mean, you got to give him that at least. Yeah, we had, we had a good transfer window. Even if even even if we don't like Igera, we can. And that's now, but I mean, we've gotten in the past. He got us Pulido. He got us Pizarro. He got us all these players. A Gallito. We act, we can't act like he had nothing to do with that. Guli. And then he was a flop. He extended him on the Rebels contract. That should have got him fired. <laughs> all right, looks. All right, we'll we'll close out with uh, with Flo's gambling corner. Flo, what do you what do you have for us this week? All right. Well, first recap last week. Oh yes. Um. So us here on the pod, I guess we decided on. The Toluca uh, Chivas game to bet on over two and a half goals, which was completely wrong. <laughs> Damn. We uh, Chivas is not giving up goals this year apparently, so uh, only one goal was scored. So we lost fifty dollars, or I lost fifty dollars. <laughs> uh, the Chivas del Norte Twitter poll that went out, uh, everybody said they just bet on Chivas to win the game which was the correct bet, and we would have been up big. Um, but we're down. So this week, <laughs> despite Chivas being undefeated and Santos not looking too too good to start off the season, uh, Vegas actually has Santos favored to win the game. Uh, so the bet this, this week is you can bet Chivas 0.5 or 0.15 and, and win. So basically, they they get a half a goal lead, so they could tie and basically still win. So you can take that bet, or you can take the bet to just outright they win, and you would win almost triple your money if Chivas just wins. And uh, the other uh, option that I'm gonna throw out there is kind of wild card is total corners in the game is at nine and a half, so over nine and a half corners. Or under nine and a half corners in the game total. So what I do you guys say, think? I say this week you go with with the fans. 
<laughs> Luis is like, I'm trash at this. Just go. Nah, with the fans. I, I said it. I said it last week. I was like, you should go with. I, was, I said something about the fans. I was like, why? Why go with us over the fans? <laughs> Let them make you the money. We're gonna we're gonna be biased and thing and pick the wrong pick the wrong shit. Like I would want to pick outright QS win. You said the well, payout three said times. times last. Yeah, three three times. almost three times. It's plus two seventy five. So if I bet fifty dollars, I pretty much win my fifty dollars back plus like a hundred and thirty or something. What's the other bet? The the one you said that it's a half. They get a half point. Yeah, so that one like a half. Yeah, so that one you uh, is minus one thirty five. So if I bet fifty, I get my fifty back plus like forty dollars, which is still good. You know, you turn fifty into ninety, but it's not anything like the bet to pick Chivas outright. Nah, we gotta go with Chivas outright. We feel this is our season. This is our undefeated season. You're not, you're not biting on the nine and a half corners. <laughs> nah, that's too too once, degenerate. <laughs> once he once he told me they're all around that number, I was like, nah, because that looks like a thing. Like, oh yeah, they'll definitely get more than nine corners, and then it's like all the games are around that that like line. The, yeah, the the Luca game was eight corners. And I yeah. think you said it was at 10 last week, right, Flo? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like last week, I would have said go over and like, we would have lost. I think it's a good bet to Chivas out right as well. Because what I've noticed is a lot of these Vegas lines, like here in the States, when it comes to soccer, like the lines sometimes are just like totally off. So yeah, I don't, know, don't know that much. Yeah, like I don't know if they did the Varro research and looked at our last <laughs> few games versus Santos and I'm like, oh yeah, Santos is going to win that. I um, like, I don't know what they did. They probably don't but, even know we're top of the table. <laughs> yeah. So like, I've like world cup time. I like clean up cause the, 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 some of those lines are like terrible. So yeah. So I think Chivas at plus two seventy five is the bet, you know, turn $50 into almost 200. Well, I'll go, I'll go half and half on you with you on that. Oh, Var wants some money now. I'm a, I'm, I'll Venmo, I'll, I'll Venmo you. I'll go half and half on that. Fifty on Chivas going the win. Chivas the Varo thinks Chivas <laughs> is now plus six fifty to win the league. Damn. Only, oh, behind, shit. only behind America and Monterrey. See, this is that, is, you this know is... why though, right? That's because they want you to bet on them. That's what they're trying to do. They're no, it's, to get you it's because it's because all these networks invested so much money into Chivas. Exactly. That, they, that we're gonna win. <laughs> that rumor, that rumor, probably causing that bet, that line to go like that. Probably. I might, I might have to put in the Chivas to win it all bet right now. <laughs> but this, this is how it starts, Varo. You're like, oh, I'll go half on you. In three weeks, Varo's gonna be betting on the corners. I mean, like, I, oh, under, I under nine and a half. In New York, we can't bet on it, so. I would have to go to Jersey. No, it's it's illegal here. Still? Yeah, they're 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 working on it. They're working on it, but I think it's legalized in Jersey now. But you you still can't bet here in New York. I do the quiniela. Oh yeah, but that that's like I never hit that. Yo, you guys do the the Twitter quiniela? Not anymore. Yeah, Robs, Ponticalion, Robs. Just yeah, throwing yeah. away what is it five dollars? I just throw away five dollars. Five dollars. Yeah, I'd rather get a chopped cheese. It's it's <laughs> honestly it's almost like impossible to get these fucking games. Yeah, it's, it's hard. <laughs> All right, so we're going with Chivas flat out win, right? That's right. Yeah. All right, we will update you guys next week, and I think that wraps up this episode of the Chivas del Norte podcast. We'll be back next week after we win some money because Chivas is going to beat Santos. All right. Later, guys. Later. Peace.